It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Aloha and welcome to episode 30 of the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today's very special guest star is Heather Saffer. Let me tell you a little bit about Heather. Heather has taught herself how to bake, and she opened a build-your-own cupcake bar, Dollop Gourmet Cupcake Creations, in her hometown of Rochester, New York. In 2012, Heather's Cupcakes Frosting and Heather were chosen to compete on Food Network's hit TV show, Cupcake Wars. They won big, and business boomed at Dollop Gourmet Cupcake Creations. But one day she realized that her true passion wasn't the cupcake itself, but for the decadent topping that cupcakes were designed to deliver. So she sold her bakery to focus on her true love and her favorite food, frosting. Heather was offered a cookbook deal with Adams Media and wrote, The Dollop Book of Frosting to Empower Dessert Eaters Everywhere to Make Their Own Incredible Frostings. I'm going to repeat the title, The Dollop Book of Frosting. Today she works to end the injustice of artificial frosting and to create the very best product that at-home baker snackers humans with taste buds can buy. Her mission is to create mindful products. Dollop Gourmet Frosting is the first and best all-natural, no-GMO, dairy-free, vegan, and mostly organic frosting on the market. She was recently on Shark Tank, and you'll hear all about that in the interview. Heather is not your average baker. In fact, she's not a baker at all. She is a dessert wizard, a master of reinvention, and she makes really good frosting. I hope you enjoy hearing this interview as much as we enjoyed doing it. It was a lot of fun. She's amazing. Have a spectacular day. Thank you. Aloha, and join me in welcoming Heather Saffer, my new best friend and hero. She makes vegan frosting for her company, Dollop Gourmet. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. I can be your best friend because I don't have a best friend. So there it is. So fine for me. There it is. You're on that coast. I'm on this coast. She's in New York. I'm in LA. It'll work out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Woman, what you're doing is so interesting. So how did it all start with you and the cupcakes and the frosting? Yeah, so I started my business back in 2009. I started, I was working at a car dealership and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of lost and not really sure what I was doing. And I knew a terrible employee at that point. And so I started thinking like, I start my own business. And so I just did a ton of research on businesses and realized that cupcakes were becoming really popular in big cities and that there was nothing like a cupcake bakery in Rochester. And although I had never baked before, I decided I could teach myself how to bake and try to start a business. And um, so that's pretty much what I did. I taught myself how to bake through just Google and watching YouTube videos. And I learned that I was really good at it. And it was honestly the first 
thing that I was ever really good at. Um, and so when I realized that, I was like, I better go with this because I might not ever find something I'm really good at again. So I started, so I started catering and then I had one business failure, which I've talked about before and I talked about on Shark Tank. And then I decided to start again immediately from scratch and started my business dollop gourmet cupcake creations which was a create your own bakery so it was you'd pick a cake flavor a filling frosting and topping and we'd create a cupcake for you on the spot okay um, wait wait so, wait 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 rewind yeah. rewind okay so you learned you taught yourself which i think is amazing and i commend you for doing that good for you you know, you don't have to go to chef school to bake a cupcake. <laughs> and, I'm, I, and I guarantee that you're amazing because I've seen your products. And I mean, again, I, everything that you're doing is working. So you did have a, a bakery that failed first, correct? Because of some uh, internal drama? Yes, I, I had entrusted someone that I... He pulled one over on me and he wound up being a con artist and stole all my money and I had to dissolve the business. So it was, it was a really terrible time, but yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing story. And then, so the new dollop gourmet where you're saying you picked the frosting. So was this another bakery? Yes. Yeah. So I, this was I a mean, brick and mortar place where I could go through the door and say, I want vanilla and I want chocolate and I want sprinkles. Yes, exactly. We were open for retail business. We were open Tuesday through Sunday. People could come in and pick the cupcake that they want, make it on the spot. Wow. That's yeah. cool. And that it was a lot of fun. It was I thought that when I start wanted to start a baker, I was like, how boring would it be to stand there and behind a display case while people come in and like point at things that they want and then I put it in a box. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that just felt boring for me. So I wanted something interactive that and that people could get exactly what they wanted because I'm the person that will go into a restaurant and I'll look at the menu and I'll be like, well, I want some of this pasta, but I want peas in it, but that's only under that dish and then and I'll like combine all these different dishes into one so that's kind of what I wanted to offer with cupcake so was that called dollop gourmet yes it was okay and this was one storefront or multiple this was one storefront and I had it open for about three years and a year after I opened it I was when I was on cupcake wars yeah so how did you get on Cupcake Wars. I mean, who does this? Did you just like see it online and send an email and, and submit or how did you get on Cupcake Wars? It was one of those things people kept telling me that I should go on Cupcake Wars and it was honestly driving me crazy. Like all these people saying, why don't you go on Cupcake Wars? You should go on Cupcake Wars. And I'm thinking it's a TV show. Like you can't just call them up and be like, hey, I think I should be on your show. I'll be right there. You know, like it doesn't work like that. You know, it's hard to get on these shows. But I was getting really annoyed with people telling me I should go on the show. And one day, very shortly after I opened the bakery, a casting agent called me and asked if I wanted to audition. So I was like, sure, yeah, why not? So I filled out the application and then create an audition video and submit and then wait for them to review it and tell me. And I actually, I didn't get cast that year. So they called me the following year again and 
They're like, hey, do you want to audition again? You need to make a new video. And I was, you know, part of me was like, you know, why? I, I don't want to go through the hassle of making a video again, but I don't like to say no to opportunities. So I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. What year so was that? another video. That was, um, that was 2012. Wow. That I wound up being on the show and then they cast me that time. So it was worth it. That is so cool. And then when did you do your cookbook? So then I was on, I was on cupcake wars. And then a few months later, I was kind of deciding I wanted to get out of the bakery. And I thought that a great stepping stone would be to write a cookbook. So I researched how to write a cookbook because I had no idea. And I learned that I had to find an agent in order to find a publisher. So I just did a ton of research and went through all the steps of how to write a cookbook, how to find an agent, how to find a publisher. And it was a lot of work. It was a ton of work, but it actually, it worked out and I got offered a book deal. And that was the end of 2000. That was the end of 2012, and the book came out a year later, the end of 2013. So you just found an agent and decided? <laughs> I mean, I make it sound like, hey, I just found one. But, it's, I mean, it was a lot of work. It was it was a lot of work. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of, this is never going to happen. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. Like, there was a lot of that. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of whining. There was a lot of wine. But... <laughs> basically when you boil down to it like yeah I did a lot of research and just kind of kept putting it out there to to the universe putting it out there sending emails to people that I'm looking for an agent type and what's the name of that book it's called the dollop book of frosting nice and now that's not a completely vegan book though right it's not no it's not okay so then you decided to do a vegan frosting line before you decided, how did you get on Shark Tank? How did this all happen? It's so cool. I love, I just love that you've stood up there and found these opportunities and faced them head on. And you know, your product's awesome. I just think the whole thing, I'm so proud of you. The whole thing is just so awesome. Yeah. I've never been one of those people where I'm just, where like, Things just fall in my lap. You know, I've never, I've heard stories of people and they're like, oh, so-and-so just called me and offered me a book deal. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's like, those things have never happened to me. I've always had to kind of search and search and search and put it out there. But yeah, I decided I wanted to create a healthier frosting for people to buy in grocery stores and gourmet shops and stores around the country instead of having a bakery. So again, I just did a ton of research and created a shelf stable frosting. And that took a while to get launched. It took me a while to find a manufacturer. It took over a year before I was able to get it all sorted out and put together. And I launched it the end of 2014. Wow. So yeah, I launched it immediately into all Wegmans stores, which is a a chain of 86 stores, I think on the East coast, really upscale grocery stores. And then just I know you had such good answers on Shark Tank. You were so ready when they asked you, and where is it being sold? And you just rattled off those stores. And I was like, wow, that was cool. 
Yeah, yeah, I was, I felt prepared. I felt prepared for Shark Tank. So I auditioned for Shark Tank. And how, how did you, how did that, did you reach out and find them? Did you know that you wanted it? Was it, did you feel like it was the natural progression after Cupcake Wars? Part of me, yeah, did feel like it was a natural progression at the point that I was at. I had just gotten into all of the Wegman stores and I just sent an email to the casting department that I found on the ABC website that anyone can send an email to. Uh-huh. And I just sent an email and I didn't hear back for like a couple months. And then I finally got an email back that they were interested and I had to fill out these papers and an application and film a video. Um, so there were a lot of steps that went into it. And there are, I mean, there are just a ton of steps in the. So process. when you do all these audition videos, where do you do them all in the same place? Do you have your official <laughs> audition video outfit and background going, or like? No, that would be funny. Tell me your, your audition video secrets. I mean, the, so <laughs> it depends. It depends on the show because Cupcake Wars, they really wanted kind of like an entertaining video, so they wanted it a little bit more produced a little bit more showing personality and a a bit more into it whereas the shark tank one they there were bullet points that they wanted you to touch on and definitely you needed to show personality and that you could speak and that you were interesting but it was a way more dialed down video it was literally like I was just talking to the camera and telling my story and giving um, the facts. information that they were asking for. They wanted more facts. Huh? So yeah, I mean, if you're going to audition for a show, like you need to know what they're looking for because every show is different. So preparing other than the audition, did you like think through what math you wanted? Did you know what percent? Because that was like the strongest. I don't want to kill it for people that haven't seen it, but you were one of the few people who actually negotiated and got it. Yeah, I I definitely, I knew what I was pitching when I went in there. Like, you memorize your opening pitch. Um, everyone does. And then from then on, it's just the, the question and answer. But I knew that I wanted to negotiate. Like, I did have, I had a lot of thoughts going through my mind and a lot of like strategy going into it. Also, I just kind of with the Q&A, I have been doing every piece of my business for so long. Like I didn't I've I've read a lot of people that have said that like they rehearsed the Q&A. They had like practice sessions with people peppering them with questions and with like fake investors trying to prepare for it. And I didn't do any of that. Like I just felt like I knew my business so well that I could answer any question that was posed to me. Yeah, it was very strong. Thank you. It was really awesome. Thank you. And so, okay, so the crux of Shark Tank was at episode 27, right, of season seven? Yes. Correct? Yes. And I was able to see it on Amazon. I'll give you guys the links in the show notes. kind of came down to Barbara Corcoran versus Mr. Wonderful. Yes. Right. And Mr. Wonderful offered you a percent was sort of an unknown. And then Barbara ended up offering you a deal and the percentages were very close. And then you counter offered. Right. Barbara and she accepted. So what was going through your head at that time? I knew that when I heard Kevin's offer and 
that he was, you know, combining his other company in it and needed to give them a percentage. I was just kind of like, no. Like, I like Kevin, so I wouldn't have been opposed to doing a deal with him. I just thought the offer was so far out and, you know, left field that I wasn't interested in giving another company part of my business. Which made it, it Um, made it complicated. It made it, you know, a little bit complicated, I thought. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really liked Barbara. Like I, she was my number one choice. So I was definitely willing to go with her, but I, to negotiate, I didn't want to give the 30% that she was asking for. So with Barbara, now that you have the deal with Barbara, I think it's wonderful that you're both in New York. That's fantastic. So how was the interaction with her? Like, can you, like, text her all the time and bring her a latte or, you know? No. No, I'm in touch with her team. I'm in touch with her team, which is, I think, I had very realistic expectations going into it. Absolutely. I don't know if everyone does, but, I mean, I think people really have to keep in mind that, this is still a TV show, like, and it's season seven of a TV show. So if you think of all the companies that these people have invested in and they're one person, like, they're still humans. They have a lot of work on their plate. They have their own primary businesses. They have the businesses they've invested in. They have families. They can't spread themselves across all those people to be holding hands with everyone that they invested in so they do their best but I think like if anyone were going to apply to be on the show or want to be on the show like to have realistic expectations that if you do get a deal that you're going to be working with the Sharks team yes and so do you still feel like you have a lot of responsibility and you're just continuing what you were doing and what you committed to and just moving forward yeah yeah absolutely I mean it's it's my business it's 100% my responsibility you know it's all on my shoulders I can ask her team for advice and stuff but again that was what I expected going into it that is so cool yeah I was hoping you know that you guys were like out to breakfast and like (laughs) you know hanging out in the bakery making waffles Uh and trying out frosting and yeah we all want to think that you know right like I know text her up, text her little emojis in the morning and, you know. <laughs> right. In, in the dreams, right? In the dreams. It's kind of cool, but she is amazing. They're all amazing. It's an amazing Yeah, they show. are. They really are. They're all amazing. They're all amazing business people. I mean, they've done amazing things. And, I mean, it would be an honor to be partnered with any of them. And you did an exceptional job. I mean, I could really see it in you that you were so excited to get the deal with her. And again, your presentation was just, it just, again, you were really ready. You were really, really ready. And it really, really showed that preparation met opportunity. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. Okay. Now fun stuff. So (laughs) what flavors are the frosting? Uh, There's four flavors. There's Madagascar vanilla, hot chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough, and sea salted caramel. Do people only use these on cupcakes or what are our other? No, no, it's not just for cake. I fully believe that frosting can be used for anything. It shouldn't just be used for cake. I mean, when you think about it, frosting is on brownies, cookies, donuts, macaroons. It's a great dip for pretzels. Oh, Uh, good one. 
Yeah, fruit, it's good with fruit. I love banana chips and the salted caramel is amazing. So yeah, it's a good like sweet snack when you don't want a hunk of cake, you know? What if I wanted cinnamon rolls? What would I put on them? Oh, I would do the salted caramel or the Madagascar vanilla. Nice. Yeah, and it melts really well too. And so are there any breakfasts you've created with the frosting? Yeah, I've absolutely put on pancakes and waffles and um, cinnamon rolls for sure. And the health benefits, since I'm the local health nut out here, we have half of the sugar, right? Yes. Yep. It's half the sugar of other frostings that are out there. That's amazing. And you got rid of a lot of the other unsavory ingredients, correct? Right. Yep. There's nothing artificial. There is no preservatives. There's nothing fake. None of the junk stuff that you can't pronounce. All organic ingredients, non-GMO, soy-free, gluten-free, vegan. So yeah, it's not like eating kale, you know, it's still <laughs> a, de- it's still a dessert, but it's, it's healthier than what is out there and what has been out there for, for many years. And do we refrigerate it after opening or do we find it in the refrigerator? Where do we find it in these stores that distribute it? It's found on the shelf with the other baking products and cake mixes and, and the other, the other frostings. (laughs) Um, And no, you don't have to refrigerate it after opening. I recommend using within like two to three weeks it's not going to go bad and make you sick because there's no dairy or anything in it just the the taste just changes after a few weeks but you don't have to refrigerate it because once it's if it's cold it will get hard so you have to let it come back to room temperature and bring it back to life i say to spread Um, it yeah to spread it or to dip things in it yeah for sure or you can microwave it i love pretzels that was pretzels i love and frosting it's so good (laughs) Well, Ellen, you also mentioned, I learned this from Shark Tank, that we can get the frosting itself from Amazon.com. Yeah. See, that's brilliant. You're brilliant. You put it in the store, you put it online. That's why you got your deal, because you were already out there. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I am trying. (laughs) So Heather's website is dollopgourmet.com. D-O-L-L-O-P-G-O-U-R-M-E-T dot com. And I will put the links to everything in the episode numbers in the show notes on michellethetrainer.com. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Heather. And call me anytime and we can be food snobs together. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Find us at M-I-C-H-E-L-E, thetrainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M-I-C-H-E-L-E, trainer on Twitter. 